the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. There's all kinds of pain in this world today. People are hurting, and I pray that if you're hurting today or you know somebody that's hurting, that you'll look to the Lord for yourself and for them and experience God's intervention and His blessing. It seems that too many of us these days are too familiar with suffering and pain. Have you ever stopped to ask the question, why? On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is going to take us to Romans chapter 5 and look at the origin of sorrow and grief and how God, in His infinite love, has provided a way to overcome. Let's go to an introduction of today's message, Why Suffering and Pain. Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We're at the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland. I have a special message today entitled, Why Suffering and Pain? That's a question that everybody is asking. Even Christians secretly ask, why all this hunger, pain, suffering, grief, sorrow? Why? Why is that existing? Why is God allowing it to exist? Well, we're going to go to Romans chapter 5, and we're going to learn where it started, when it started, how it started, but we're also going to learn about the man that God sent, Jesus, who's going to take it all away. Come with me now into the sanctuary. Open your heart and hear this message. Some of your questions are going to be answered. Not all of them, perhaps, but you're going to learn something today from the Word of God, and so am I. It's going to be a great day, a great day for you, a great day for me, a great day for Christians everywhere. Why suffering and pain? Pain came into the world in the very beginning of the human race, and it's been here ever since. And when we die... We're going to go out in pain. Most people who die have pain. Now, there's an antiseptic that, uh, that will mask the pain. Way back years ago, uh, Sir James Simpson performed something similar to a miracle, and he came up with something called chloroform. And uh, this lady was giving birth, and he was the doctor, and he administered the chloroform when the birth was over. She didn't even know that she had had a baby. And so he named or nicknamed the baby anesthesia <laughs> after anesthetic. <laughs> At least that's what I'm told. <laughs> now, now, listen to this. Babies come into the world crying. Their very first experience in life, in this world, is pain. That should tell you something, shouldn't it? Okay, have you ever seen a baby born laughing? <laughs> we come in with pain, 
We experience pain. We go out with pain. But thank God there is hope for God's people, not only in the world to come, but there's hope in this life also. Now listen, I'm going to just start off naming some. Sickness, disease, organ failure, heart failure, liver failure, uh, dysfunctional kidneys, cancer, cerebral palsy, HIV, MS, asthma. Where, Where do I stop? I just go on and on talking about physical pain. And then there is emotional pain, mental pain, psychological pain, fears, depressions, schizophrenia. There's a manual, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders lists a myriad of mental illnesses. And then when a mental illness is listed in that manual, then they're broken down into subcategories. And so who knows all the problems and mental illnesses that are in the world and people are experiencing today. And then there's the pain when a loved one dies. My father died. My mother died. My sister died. I had pain. Friend, I, you can't get away from it. I had, when your loved ones die or your friends die, I've stood here and preached more funerals for the people that are members of my congregation. And I have been in pain and the tears have flowed and I couldn't stop. And I was almost a little embarrassed because I was in pain. I was grieving for them. I wouldn't see them anymore in this life. But I knew I was going to see them again in the life to come. So when a loved one dies, that's a different kind of pain. How about pain in marriage? Now, there are many good marriages, happy marriages, but there's been pain and suffering somewhere along the way. I think of divorce. Many a divorce comes about not as a result of a mate being unfaithful to another mate, cheating on a mate. Yes, I've had them in my office where the, the, the person that did the cheating and the what we'll call the innocent person, both of them sitting there just crying. Everybody suffers in situations like that. And then how about the little children? How does that affect them? Now, I suppose I'm, I'm well within uh, my rights by saying every person in here knows somebody that's been divorced in your family, or maybe you have been divorced. You know the pain. Listen, I got this letter just a couple of days ago uh, from this young girl in another state far off. I performed a wedding uh, for her parents many years ago when I was pastoring in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, this couple went in the ministry. They're still in the ministry. They're a beautiful couple doing a wonderful job uh, of serving God and serving the church. And they had these two beautiful children, a boy and a girl. And the girl just recently got a divorce and she wrote to me and she said, thank you for your prayers yesterday and all along. Uh, she said uh, that we went to the courthouse and everything now is finalized. But she said, God will fight the battle. It's his battle and I'm resting in him. This has been horrible for everyone involved. Not only for the person involved, this girl, but now her children are involved. Her parents are involved and so many others are involved. Said only God knows the future. And the next steps. I'm asking God for wisdom and discernment in the days and decisions ahead. 
Now, here's her husband's name, and I'm going to leave that out. She said, I believe that her husband was, was the one God made for me. Now, listen to this. I believe the man I married 14 years ago, that's how long, was God's man for me. Both of them born-again Christians when they received the vows at the altar. She said, that's why I married him, because I believed he was God's man for me. And that's what kept us hanging on for 14 years. But something went bad in that marriage, and it has lasted 14 years. And she says, the last six or seven months, that's when the divorce proceedings started. She said, I was hanging on to God. She said, I want to be sure I'm hanging on to God and not my feelings. I want to be sure I'm doing what God says and not anything else. She said, I'm still wearing my husband's ring, even though the divorce is final. I know God loves me. I know God cares for me. Friend, there's all kinds of pain in this world today. People are hurting. And I pray that if you're hurting today or you know somebody that's hurting, that you'll look to the Lord for yourself and for them and experience God's intervention and his blessing. Now, the, the skeptic, the atheist, says there is no God. And his argument is, if there is a God, a good God, a God like the Bible talks about, why all of these orphanages? Why all of these hospitals? Why the hunger in the world today? The divorce, the pain, the sickness, the death. Where is this good God? The atheist is very vocal about it. But the believer, the Christian, is asking the similar question. Not vocally, but silently. Those thoughts are in our mind from time to time. Those thoughts will come. So the atheist and the Christian alike are looking for answers. Both are demanding an answer. You see, friend, what we have done and what the atheist has done, we have put God on the witness stand. We want an answer. We demand an answer. As I said at the beginning, the only difference is who can control it best. It's very similar to a marriage. We have married God. We have married into the family of God. We're married now to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have become one flesh with him. Our hearts are dedicated to him. It now has become a love relationship and it all started with him first. And then we made our vow of promise. Forgive me of my sins. I'll love you. I'll serve you all the days of my life. But then temptation comes. Problems comes, sickness comes, cancer comes, heart failure comes, divorce comes, death comes. Hey, didn't you say, until death do we part, Lord? I gave my heart to you. And then sometimes we walk away from God's love. And when we do, we walk away from that relationship. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, 
youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock. And a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. Why suffering and pain? You know, I've had people here in my own congregation who have said things like, well, pastor, you know, those words were written way back there in the beginning of time, not long after the beginning of time. We're living in the 21st century. You know, I, I know God said that back there, but I don't know that he's really saying it today. Friend, what are you talking about? Who am I or you to break the Ten Commandments? They're not my commandments. They're his Did God really say that? And they'll point to some scripture. This is the 21st century, Pastor. Things have changed. Society has changed. Things way back there, it was, yeah, but but things have changed. It's different today. But God is God, and he says, I am God, I change not. Somebody ought to say amen. I'm God, I change not. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, they started listening, and Adam and Eve walked away from love, and they walked away from a relationship with God. They even ran and tried to hide themselves, but thanks be to a merciful, merciful God, he kept coming and calling, where art thou? They said, you may walk away from God, I may. That's our privilege. God has given each of us a privilege of choice, and many of God's people have used that privilege of choice To walk away from the one who gave them the privilege of choice. God didn't give me the privilege of choice to choose to back off from him and to walk away from his love. But how many of God's people have done that? It can be done. We can walk away. But there are consequences. There's consequences to everything. And this world now is a broken world. Adam and Eve broke it when they broke that relationship of love and that relationship with God. They broke it. Thorns and thistles. Death began to reign. One son kills another son. Oh, if Adam could have gone back and changed it. But his spirit, his body had already fallen and dust to dust thou art and dust to dust you'll become. But thank God there's a spirit within (laughs) that will live on forever if you don't walk away from God. But friend, you can You can, if you listen to what the devil starts telling you. You can, any of us can. We still have that privilege of choice. The starting point was when they started listening to the devil and questioning, why am I sick? Why am I suffering? Why am I hurting? Oh, the devil says, look, you don't need God anymore. You're hurting, you're suffering. You don't need to be a Christian to hurt and suffer. I mean, the devil is smart, logical. He knows how to get to us. All he wants is an ear to talk to and to listen in. Now, that same, those same temptations are facing us to this very, very day. Does God say 
what we think he is saying. Does he still mean that or has he changed in some way? And so when we think that way, we lose the presence of God. And when we lose the presence of God, we're lost. We're lost. Now here's God's answer. God's answer to sickness, to suffering, to pain, whether it be physical or mental or marital or relational, God's answer, listen, God's answer is a man, Christ Jesus. The first man came into the world and look what he did to you. Look what he did to you. He made you a temporal being subject to sickness, to suffering, to sin, to temptation. Look what that Adam did to you. But another Adam came into the world. He's the first man of God. Listen to this. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all men have sinned. Look at verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass, For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow unto many? God's grace, loving kindness is still available to all who will believe and reach out and receive it. I go to the book of Job. Job is the first book of the Bible, not the book of Genesis. The way it's compiled now, the Bible, Genesis is the first book because it talks about the beginning. But Job is the first book that was ever put out and then the other books started added until we got the full 66 books and the theologians put them together the way they are now, which is a very good way to put them together. But the book of Job, listen, the first book of the Bible, the entire book, without a few exceptions, deals with pain and suffering. The first baby and every baby that's born into the world, pain and suffering, comes crying. The first book of the Bible, pain and suffering. Pain and suffering, you can't escape it. It's everywhere. So here is Job. Look at him now. Suffering, he loses everything. Everything financial. Boy, the stock market's boomed. And he was out of it. He lost everything. Family, everything. Even the affection of his wife. He lost everything. Friend, you have not lost everything. Particularly if you haven't lost him. And if you still have him, it's because you are still in love with him. And because you have a relationship with him. So here he is. Now his body is so filthy, so sick. Job's body, diseased, oozing corruption. And three friends decide they're going to try to come and comfort him. And when the friends saw Job from afar, the scripture says they tore their clothes. They never saw suffering like that before. They picked up dust and threw it on their head. And then they walked up to Job. Job was sitting on the ground Not in a lounge chair or an easy, on the ground. And those three friends sat down on the ground with him. And for seven days, those friends never said a word. They just sat on the ground with Job. That was Job's greatest comfort. 
Because when those friends opened their mouth and began to speak, Job's suffering was intensified. (laughs) Friends, it's not words. It's you. It's me. It's my heart. Words. Job's friends, they were at their best when they said nothing and when they gave Job only their presence. Now, here's what a sermon is for. A sermon is to point you to the man. There is no other reason for me or any other preacher to preach. To get up here and to entertain? No, no. We're not entertainers. We're not philosophers. A sermon is to point you to the man. That's why I put the Bible over my heart and ask you to do it also. The Bible is, God help me, it's worthless until you meet the man of the Bible. Words don't cure. Words don't heal. Words are words. But in the presence of the man, Jesus Christ, that man who came into the world to save my soul and yours, to give us everlasting life, to enter us into a relationship, a love relationship with God, that's the man. He's the one that has the balm in Gilead that brings healing to the soul. And that healing then begins to initiate itself outwardly, even through our entire being. Jesus came into the world. Listen, I want you to listen close. Jesus came into the world not to be a king on a throne. They wanted to do that, the people of Israel. God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And even though you're suffering today, mentally or physically, you can still be God's well-pleased servant and be loved greatly by God and God be with you in a very tremendous and wonderful way. Adam and Eve lost their way. Many of God's people have lost their way. Some here today, oh, I know in my heart, I know in my heart, some here this morning, you could be on the verge of losing your way. Because why church? Why hymns? Why sermons? Why the Bible? I'm sick. It's not doing me any good. No, not the church, not the Bible, not the sermons. It's God that does you good. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. He's the man that came to make us whole within. And we'll never be whole within and without until we are whole within. Now listen to what Job says, and I have to close the sermon now. Job said this, my ears have heard of you. This morning, you've been hearing with your ears. You've been hearing a sermon. And then Job said, listen, my ears have heard of you. But that didn't fix it for Job. Not the ears. He said, but now my eyes have seen you. See the hand of God coming into your family. See the hand of God coming into your marriage. See the hand of God coming into your spirit. Yes, you're going to die someday anyway. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll live a little longer (laughs) and it'll be later than sooner. But that's the end of all the living. And we say that almost at every funeral. But when we can see Jesus in that sermon, 
and we can read the word and see Jesus blessing us, helping us, walking with us through the vicissitudes of life. Friend, that means you're going to make it all the way to glory. Even with such suffering and pain in the world today, are you at peace within your spirit? Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and if you're feeling hopeless or troubled, turn to Him, and in a simple prayer, tell Him how you feel. God is in control and is ready to usher in total peace into your life today. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.